Welcome in to the Big Red Zone Podcast. We're back. You guys might not have thought it, but we're back for good this time. My name is Max. I'm one of your hosts. I'm one of your other hosts, Brad. I'm one of your other other hosts, Roy. A very serious other other host. And we're bringing back this pod for the first time in like a year. No jokes, only serious football takes. So all you jokesters who are out there listening to comedy for us, don't. Get out of here, jokesters. We're here to bring the football world takes, not comedy. Nope. So shall we get started? (laughs) Anyway, jokes aside, we're still bringing the jokes. (laughs) <laughs> guys, guys, give the listeners some of the life updates that they, they might have missed from you over the last year. Um, over the last year, I've, uh, I've had the chance to really reflect on some of my football takes. I've had the chance to step away from football in really dramatic fashion. I've had the chance to ease myself back into football. And uh, in terms of my personal life, literally nothing's happened. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, uh, for me, um, and I'm, I'm not sure if uh, Roy or Max can relate to this, uh, some exciting news on, on, on my end. I actually uh, graduated uh, from Cornell this past May. Wow. Yeah. Well, why didn't you let us Congrats, know? Congrats, bro. Yeah, yeah, just the moment didn't feel right to let you know. And yeah. also, it's hard to find time to chat when, when, when we're not on the pod. Right. It's hard to find time to chat when you're taking care of an illegitimate child. But, yep. 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 you know, it's okay that you didn't want to mention We that. heard about that, Brad. Yeah, okay, so for viewers, this is a joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just one of many that you'll be hearing throughout the episode. Yeah. I hope you laughed out loud at yeah. home. We're pretty funny. But uh, everyone say congrats, Brad, in the comments congrats, of uh, our Brad. Instagram post. Congrats, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, Brad's you, illegitimate buddy. abandoned son. <laughs> All right. And Max, what about you? Hey, hey, I didn't abandon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no real updates on my end. You know, went to Europe, came back mostly in one piece. While it's a little lighter, a little lighter than anticipated beforehand. If you're listening, Croatian mob, I love you. I'm a big fan, but uh, let's not meet again anytime soon. Seems like uh, you ate well in Europe, Max. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking a little chubby <laughs> on my way back. You know, the the off season weight really came in, but but now that the podcast starting back up again, I, I'm I'm looking back to getting to playing weight to podcasting weight. So hopefully that happens. Perfect. Yeah, just make sure you're there every week for our weekly weigh-in. <laughs> That's the plan. Right now I'm pushing 300, so I'm hoping to trim it down to 250 by next week's episode. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, the people who are listening right now, they're here for the football. So yeah. should we get into the football? We should get into the football. And you know, let's just treat this episode as a purely no-filtered preseason prediction. You know, we'll, we'll get into kind of who we think will win, throw out some dark horses like we usually do, AFC, NFC champs. MVP, Super Bowl, obviously. Towards the end, maybe we'll preview our fantasy league for the viewers following around at home. But uh, let's just get started. So, guys, give me your official, on-the-record, NFC and AFC champion. We'll talk about some dark horses, too. And then after we give our conference championship, we'll talk about who wins the Super Bowl. So, to start us off, I think the, the clear... NFC champion this year is the Eagles. I think it's a team that was the champion last year and somehow only found ways to get better in the offseason. I think Howie Roseman's just like done an incredible job. He may, he, he messed up drafting Jalen Riegor, but aside from that, he's had a pretty flawless resume in terms of what he's been able to do with that team. Um, I think for the AFC, it might be a little closer, um, but I think once again, going to give the boring answer. I think the Chiefs probably pull away with it again this year just because, you know, I don't know. Not not feeling in the super hot takey mood right now. I'm just gonna go basic. So, yeah. Chiefs and Eagles. I mean, I, I really value sort of like the unfilteredness of your really <laughs> unique take right there. Mm-hmm. Really went out on a limb, and that that's what the viewers are here for. Mm-hmm. Things that they can't just look up online. Yep. Um, you know what your son can't look up? Who his dad is. <laughs> I don't know where this joke came from. <laughs> just, just just for the viewers' sake, not really loving it. It for came from your case. baby mama's stomach. That's who it came For the from. viewers' sake, it's, it's a joke. They know it's a joke because Brad gets no bitches. <laughs> anyway. That is fact. <laughs> Moving on to, to my... This is an awful podcast. <laughs> it's what the viewers came to see. Yeah. All right. Chiefs-Eagles. Let's go. All right. On the record, Rebbe's Chiefs-Eagles. <laughs> I think that's a safe bet. I don't like playing it safe. I think for the NFC, it's 
it's really, in my book, a two-horse race, kind of like it was last year. It's Eagles-Niners. I think Eagles are the better team. But for some reason, I have a feeling that the Niners are going to make the Super Bowl with Sam Darnold as their Super Bowl starting QB. Uh, I think that we can all agree that they were pretty dumb in how they handled <laughs> Trey Lance, but they I, see, I disagree with that. You think it's not dumb that they traded away three first-round picks and then traded him away for a fourth? I mean, like, on the basis of the net picks lost, like, obviously it's a bad trade, but I think trading him was the right move here. Like, like, like I mean, like, again, I... They drafted somebody who they thought was going to be good, and injuries just got the best of him. Like, I, I don't think they, like, put him in a bad position. And then this year at training camp, I mean, I wasn't there, but the people who had boots I on the ground, there. the people who, who were watching the practices, the reports out of there were that Sam Darnold was beating out Trey Lance in camp. So, I mean, look, if you're just going to keep him there as a third running back for stubborn uh, – third running back, third quarterback – for, for stubborn pride because you drafted him in the first round versus at least getting a fourth for him now. I mean, I, I don't totally... I see the logic there. So, I, I like again, on the basis of the net picks loss, obviously it's a bad trade, but... Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I don't think trading him right now is the wrong move. I just think they kind of screwed that franchise over with that initial trade. But anyway, I think that they traded him away because they had two QBs that they could trust. And I think because the Niners just seem to have awful quarterback luck. I think that Sam Darnold comes in, and I think he plays well in that system. So this is purely a gut feeling. I think the Eagles are probably the more well-rounded team. But on the record, I think the Niners make another run this year. For the AFC, I think it's a total crapshoot. I think there's like, I don't know, I haven't fully counted out, but probably five, six, seven teams that you can like genuinely say have a realistic shot of making the Super Bowl. Like we could kind of dissect all of them, but for some reason, another gut feeling, and this might be hard knocks bias, but I have to think Don't that the, you say it. I have to think that the Jets will make a Super Bowl run this year. This this year is their window. Wait, are we making Super Bowl picks or like at the end of the regular season, who's number one in the AFC and NFC? Oh, I was like, who comes out of the conference? Who comes out of the conference? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm still gonna stand by my yeah, picks. Yeah. I'm just. Curious, what, yeah. in terms of where you're ranking the Jets, if you're saying they're going to come out top of the AFC regular season or if they're going to make like a postseason run? I don't think they'll come out top regular season because their first six weeks are an awful schedule. Uh, I heard this on another pod. Um, but I think they'll figure it out, kind of as a lot of Aaron Rodgers teams tend to do, like around the three-quarters mark. I think that the team just seems to have good vibes, and as long as Aaron Rodgers kind of doesn't get in his own way, Another kind of vibey pick, but I'm picking the Jets to make it up. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, at least for my picks, I think that the NFC Championship game, I'm going to I'm gonna take a little bit of a risk here. And I think it's going to be Niners versus the Vikings. I think that uh, the Vikings have some really solid depth. I think that uh, it's the second year for the for, for the new coach uh, in, in in the system, uh, and I, and I think that you know Jetta is just too good. I think Kirk Cousins is better than some of the quarterbacks that have made it to the NFC Championship games in the last couple of years. I mean, again, Kirk Cousins is not like Patrick Mahomes or a top five quarterback in the NFL. Have y'all seen his mustache? Yeah, it looks that thing really cool. is beautiful, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so based on the mustache alone, I think not. Yeah, so I, I think that he's like a, a enough of a game manager with enough talent around them that if enough things go right for them, I could definitely see them making the championship game. And as for the Niners, why I like them being there, I just think that uh, you know if Brock Purdy comes out looking like the guy he was when he didn't lose a game that he didn't start and finish last year, um, and it's the second year of Christian McCaffrey being there in full, you just got a really really deep team. I mean, like, you look at their wide receivers, like, Debo Samuel a couple years ago, two years ago was a name that was, like, the best wide receiver in the NFL. He's still there. You got Brandon Ayuk, who says he's going to have a bounce back season. I just really love their depth there, and of course, George Kittle's uh, amazing. Uh, Representing your fantasy team proudly. I was going to say, representing my fantasy team proudly. But in any case, I I do think the Niners uh, pull out of that game with the win, and they represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, On the AFC side, uh, I have Chiefs-Ravens. 
as my uh, as my AFC Championship game. I don't buy the Ravens hype, bro. Nah. You see, I am torn because I I don't necessarily want to buy into the Ravens hype, but I can't help but look at what happened last year. They had Tyler Huntley as their quarterback, and if not for pro a, bowler Tyler Huntley, bro, and if not for a fumble at the goal line that resulted in a touchdown to the other side, they were going to beat the Bengals. Again, that was with Tyler Huntley. I have to imagine, I have to imagine that they're going to be better on offense with Lamar Jackson as opposed to Tyler Huntley. And if they got that far with Tyler Huntley in the offense, just think about what a really, really elite quarterback could do in that offense. Again, my one concern here, new offense, new system. Lamar Jackson says he's going to run less. That gives away less uh, threat of running. So, you know, is the passing game going to hold up? I'm not sure. But I think that the Chiefs come out of the AFC. They're just they're just too deep. Uh, not not deep, as in like, but like they're just they're just too good, and they they've, they've proven it over the last couple of years. But yeah, I have the Niners beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, defense is really solid, and I think they shut down Patrick Mahomes. Damn. All right, who do you got? Chiefs, Eagles. Who's winning? Uh, who's winning that? I'm gonna take the Eagles. I think the Eagles are just they're they're, they're just. I think the Eagles, aside, if you take out quarterback, the Eagles are by far the best team in the NFL. Just in terms of how they're built and just all the positions and what they've got going for them. Defense especially, I think if you isolate out the quarterback, the Chief, the Eagles have the best of rest of the roster in the NFL. And then if you include the quarterback, I think Mahomes is in a league of his own. But I think Hurts is probably... In the at least the second tier of quarterbacks, probably if you want, if you're a hater, probably third tier. But I believe that you know it. They they really made it Which easy on him. They uh they gave him a really good offensive line. His wide receiver room's probably like top three, top five in the NFL. The running backs they have are really good. You know, guys who've started elsewhere in the league and they'll just get the job done. They had with Miles Sanders, who's not that much better than DeAndre Swift or whoever they have now. So I think the team has lost no one important and gained excellent players like Jalen Carter on defense, who people have been saying should have you know, is a talent that could have been picked at the number one overall spot. So I just think that the Eagles are just going to pull through. I think Jalen Hurts was probably the best player in the Super Bowl last year. So I think give him another chance and he won't squander it. So Yeah, I think the, the other thing about the Eagles is that they're built to succeed for a long time. Like they got a bunch of youth. Their defense is absolutely menacing. They got some absolute dogs. And as long as Jalen Hurts keep him, keeps improving, which like, by his work ethic and by all accounts, he wants to. Like, he wants to be the best player in the world. So, Max, I'm, yeah. I'm curious if you if you have the Niners and the Eagles in your conference championship or if you think, like, Brad, the Eagles aren't even going to crack the conference championship. I think the I think the Eagles make it um, just because I think their roster's too good. But after, you know, I give my official Super Bowl takes uh, or Super Bowl prediction, I kind of want to run through the best of the rest, let's say, kind of a couple of the mm-hmm. top teams in sure. each division, kind of give what's either what can break right for them and kind of see them take the next step and kind of or kind of what could go wrong and why we don't have them in the conference championships. So just real quick, I want it to be a con- contrarian. I hope this pick would be a contrarian, but it's not. I'm agreeing with Brad, boo. I've got the Niners winning. I think, I don't know. I just think this year is their year. Like, they've been so close for the past four years. Pretty much when, during Kyle Shanahan's tenure, even with Jimmy G, like, they had one or two bad years where they had injury problems, but pretty much for his entire tenure there, they've been excellent. He just has a way of elevating that offense. And as long as Nick Bosa comes back, they got an incredible defense. So I think that they take it in the Super Bowl. Uh, who their starting QB is, we don't know, uh, or we don't know who it's going to be at the end of the season. But I just think they take it. Um, so yeah, me and Brad agree, and then Roey's got the Eagles coming out on top. That's our official take. But it's interesting. I think we can all agree that the AFC is a much better conference, yeah. top to bottom, ten thousand than the NFC. But we all got NFC champions uh, in the Super Bowl, so a little interesting. So. Let's quickly cover some of the other teams in the NFC. Oh, wait a yeah, sec. Yeah. Who, did, who, who did you two have winning the Super Bowl? Niners. Are you me. deaf? <laughs> we, just said <laughs> we just said it, bro. Oh, you were saying that uh, it wasn't just the Niners making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Niners. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I had the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, 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 thought, I thought you were referring to... Uh, to uh, 
First pod in a year. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, we're rusty. We're right. Uh, bear with us. So sh- let's let's give the the top yeah, the, rest of the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest of the rest. Best so the rest. I I'm just gonna list off some teams that come to my mind as potential playoff contenders, even, and you guys can just jump on who you want to talk about. But for me, the NFC. Uh, oh God. The NFC East with uh, the Lions, the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Commanders. To me, those are all pretty interesting. And NFC North. And NFC North. Yeah, Commanders winning that division. I'm just kidding. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I think the, the Saints are interesting just because of their new QB, uh, Derek Carr. Um, Trash. Yeah, I think well, that... Well, let me ask you this to like circle back to the NFC North. Brad, you had the Vikings in the conference championship, so clearly there could be some debate as to which team. People, there's people who are on the Justin Fields train, on the Jordan Love train, Jerry Goff train. Give, give me, give me how that division is shaken up. Like, the, give me, give me the four seeds in that division. Yeah, top all right. To so, Commanders uh, are not in the, the NFC North. Lions, yeah. Vikings, yeah. Packers, oh, Bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we're us. Because one of you said, Commanders. yeah, I did. I, I, you I'm said sure. Commanders. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Commanders are in the NFC. Alright. So for that division, I think the, 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 the fourth place team is going to be the I, I think it's going to be the Packers. I, I, I think that uh, excuse me, the Bears, excuse me, the Bears. They're gonna be the Bears. I think that Justin Fields will be better this year. I think that uh, you know they're not gonna be uh, like the last place team again. I don't think I think they'll still be in the bottom quartile of the league. But I think they'll see some promise from Justin Field. I know they got DJ Moore there, and it's looking like a Rapping young team. my fantasy team proudly. I just, uh, and I wanted him, and Max stole him right for me. But anywho, um, I just don't know that I see uh, Justin Fields being good enough to sort of, like, take them over some of the other talent they have in that league, uh, in that division, uh, and in the league, I guess. Uh, third place, I have the Packers. I, again, similarly, I think uh, Jordan Love will be a hair better than the, uh, or better, Jordan Love will be a hair better than Justin Fields will be, but I think just, uh, Jordan Love has a better team around him, like you've still got, um, you've still got Aaron Jones and a good defense, and I, I like Matt LaFleur as, as a coach, um, but I think the the Bears and the Packers, pretty, pretty average to, to the lower quartile teams there, um, and then for the top two seeds, I think that the, uh, I do think that the Lions are going to win the division. I think that they're going to have a good schedule. I really like their coach. I love his energy. I love what he shares with the team. Um, and I think the Vikings will make the wild card and come in second place in the division. Interesting, interesting. I think overall, I, I think I agree with, with, with Bears at the bottom. I just don't think Justin Fields is a guy that can really elevate that team beyond where it is. I think they're going to be decent. And they're probably going to be six to seven wins, which I guess, depending on how you look at it, could be progress. But I just think you're going to have to do a lot better in terms of scheme and personnel if you want a Justin Fields-led team to make it to the playoffs. Like, you're going to have to do work some magic, what the Ravens did with Lamar. You're going to have to do something. You can't just throw him a mediocre roster and expect anything. I just, I just don't believe. I think second to last, though, I think are the Vikings. I think the Vikings have a really—I think, honestly, this is going to be a down year for the Vikings— they lost a couple pieces on their defense um, at the corner position and the linebacker position. I just feel like this is a year where, you know, obviously they lose Dalvin Cook, which probably should matter a bit less, but still somewhat substantially. I, I think, I think. well, of course you disagree. You have them in the conference championship. But I think I think this is a year where, uh, you know, after, after this year, I think this time next year, sorry, Kirk Cousins is seriously considered, if not already, off of the Vikings just because they haven't been able to go over the hump. I think they missed the playoffs altogether, and Kirk Cousins is no longer a Viking this time next season, whether he's on another roster or, uh, well, yeah, probably just on another roster. Um, and then I, as second, I have the Packers. I think Jordan Love kind of, you know, steps up to some extent Bro and shows good flashes. I think that the Packers make the last wild card spot because just, uh, sorry, Jordan Love put some magic together. I think I think that the Packers, maybe not to the Favre and Rodgers extent, but they continue, continue their tradition of good, competent quarterbacks. And then I think at the top, I think it's about time the Lions reclaim the division. So I think uh, overall similar skeleton at the top and the bottom to yours, but I just think the Vikings have a terrible season. 
terrible, not Bears terrible, but for, for some of their ceiling and potential, I just think it's a down year. And I think that people ultimately lose faith and compassion despite the mustache for Kirk after this season. Just, just to confirm, do you have Packers in the wild card hunt? Yeah. Are you deaf? I said they're in the seventh seed making the wild card. I'm just, uh, <laughs> Brad, Brad's mind is elsewhere yeah. with his children. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's children. Now. I thought it was just one child. All right, Max, after your take, please elaborate. Um, somehow, I mean, we all, we all agree. We got the, the Lions uh, coming out on top. I think this is the division along with the NFC East where I could see multiple teams making a wild card. Uh, both that one with the Cowboys and Giants in the hunt, potentially, for me. And this one with the Vikings and Packers in the hunt, for me. I think you could see two playoff teams from both those divisions. I don't think the South or West really has much depth other than the top team. So, I think it's Lions. I think my rankings are kind of a mix of year two. I think it's Lions, Vikings, Packers, Bears. Or That's what Brad said, actually. Yeah. So I think that the Packers are good. I just haven't seen yeah, enough it's Jordan Love. Yeah, it's, it's a, a I mean, we we're all, we all agree, yeah. more or less, you know, uh, with our top three teams, just Rowan, Brad, uh, and Rowan, myself. I'm a bit of a hater, what can I say? A bit of a hater, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I just like Kirk Cousins, bro. I think, you, I think the Vikings have two possibilities. I think you either see them fall off, and then Kirk's off the team, or I think Kirk has an MVP-type season. Fair. Because I think if they're good, I think it largely is due to the passing game. With Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, who they added, and TJ Hawkinson, who's now one of the most expensive tight ends in history. Yeah, I think just Kirk might not elevate them, but the one thing you can say about Kirk is that when he's got weapons, like he puts up numbers. So I think that they definitely have a shot. I want to touch briefly on the NFC East um, because I think that's the other really interesting division. I don't know about you guys. I think I pretty much penciled in the Niners and the Saints to win the other two divisions. Do you guys disagree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. agree. Okay. So let's just talk about the NFC East. Do you guys see kind of similar storylines there? Like, give me your rankings, potentially. Brad? Yeah, I mean, so I'll share for the viewers that I do have Tony Pollard on my fantasy team. So there might be a little bit of bias here or a... Uh, wishful thinking as to how the Cowboys will do. Uh, but I'll start on the bottom of the division. Uh, commanders, uh, they don't even want to be coached well by the enemy. <laughs> they're, they're, they're saying that he's too mean. And you know, is, that, is that actually stories? Yeah. That he's too yeah. mean? Yeah. That's crazy. And they're, they're, they're going to uh, Ron Rivera to, uh, <laughs> to, uh, in, 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 instead of actually the enemy to complain about the enemy being mean. Uh, meanwhile, you know, the enemy has... One of the best resumes for a coach in the NFL literally, you know, helped make Patrick Mahomes who he is today. Not that Patrick Mahomes couldn't do it on his own, but, you know, he was there. Um, that's just, I just don't see the commanders being that great. Um, and I also think, as a side note, that Ron Rivera's time there, you know, I think he was helpful as, like, a good coach amidst some turmoil in the franchise. But I think that his time there has run its course. I just don't see him elevating that team on a, on a day-to-day basis. But anyway, not going to talk too much more about the Commanders. I think in uh, third place is the Giants. Um, I think that they're going to be good. I think that they'll be in the hunt for a wild card spot. I don't know that they're going to get it. I would need to see a little bit more for how they play. But they'll, they'll be up there. I think they could win anywhere from 6 to to nine to ten games. Over this. I know that's a bit of a wide gap, but I, I, I see them on a floor at six games and a ceiling at ten games, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, probably somewhere in the middle. Uh, I do like Brian Gable. Uh, and then third place, I got the Cowboys. I have second. them... Uh, oh, second place, excuse me. Second place, I have the Cowboys. I think they'll have a really dominant year, as they always do in the regular season. And I just don't know that I trust... Dak Prescott in the playoffs. I mean, it's a familiar story, but uh, and then Eagles taking the control as they uh, they might be the first team to go back to back division champs in the NFC East in like fifty seven years or like, thirteen years or something like that. There's like some there's like some talent now. So. I'll go next. I think my guesses will probably I'll have the same last place team. I think the Commanders are definitely a step down, but beneath everyone else. Though I am really interested in how Sam Howell does 
I think they got some interesting receivers, and it'll just be interesting to see whether he's a starting QB in the league because he's looked pretty good in preseason, and he's got the, the Eric Bianami coaching to try and elevate him up. Uh, I think we'll all probably have the first-place team in the Eagles. I'm just more so interested in the second and third. I got the Giants in second. I really like the Giants this year. I think they'll be pushing to win a playoff game, if not multiple playoff games. I think that they made some really smart additions. I think Darren Waller's a really good add to the passing game. I think their rookie, Jalen Hyde, looked really good in the preseason. And I think they're at least healthier than they were this last year. I'm a big Daniel Jones believer, have been for a while. Saquon's obviously really good. Dayball's a good coach. So I think one of my personal kind of hot takes or storylines for this upcoming season is can the Giants take that second bigger step than the smaller one they already took this last year and make a run in the playoffs? No, to be honest, I completely agree with your rankings. I think wow. I, I agree with what both of you said about pretty much the commanders and then the Eagles at the top, as, as you could probably probably tell. But I think that I'm going to have to agree with Max in terms of Giants over the Cowboys. And to continue in Bro, the league... he just hates short people, to, which is why he doesn't like Deuce Vaughn to, or to, the Cowboys. To, to, to continue, hey, hey, he's representing for us, you know, below six-foot play, six-foot humans, and I like to see some uh, some of us representing in the NFL. So, you know, I like Deuce Vaughn. It's not about that, trust me. It's more about Dak Prescott. And to continue in the name of hating on QBs, as I said, that Kirk is going to be a guy who this time next year is potentially on a different roster and people are down on. I think the second big-name quarterback also in the NFC who's in a similar boat, maybe slightly less extent, is Dak Prescott. I think after this season where the Cowboys are on the playoff bubble, maybe they make it and lose in the first round, maybe they miss it. I think that Dak Prescott will be close if not already in a position where he's no longer the Cowboys quarterback. And I think that Trey Lance, although I don't think he's by any means in a position to be starting anytime soon, I feel like it kind of hinted that Jerry Jones is starting to think about life after Dak Prescott to maximize what otherwise is a young roster that's ready to win with Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb. So I think that Dak Prescott and Kirk are two quarterbacks to watch in the NFC in terms of job security this year. I respect that, really, but at the same time, I think that's one of the most wild takes you've ever thrown on this pod. I think Dak Prescott, at a minimum, is the quarterback the next two years. Like, at a minimum, if not more. Also, the last two seasons, I think, they've won 12 games. As in, like, he like he's crumbled in the playoffs. Fine. I agree with you. That, and that's why I didn't, like, you know, have them in, like, the NFC Championship game, or I don't even know if they'll win a game, but in any case... He's been solid in the regular season. And you anything can happen once you get into the playoffs. Like, you need the quarterback who's going to get in the regular season. I think you put – like, I don't think there are as many quarterbacks you can put on that team that are going to get you to 12 wins uh, in the last two or three years, whatever it's been. I just think Dak has led the league in interceptions, and I don't think that Jerry Jones is – Jerry Jones is probably one of the least forgiving owners in the NFL. I think that in the Cowboys organization, losing playoff games years after year goes unnoticed. And I think after this year, where I'm pretty confident the Cowboys won't hit the 12-game regular season mark, I'm pretty sure that he might, maybe he doesn't get outright cut or traded, but believe me, he will not be in a as secure position as he, as he has been the past few years. Like I think he's, his, his little, uh, the little Dak Prescott experiment might be coming to an end. Because if you remember, you know, Tony Romo did get a lot of years as the, the Cowboys quarterback, but I think that Dak Prescott has been an even less successful quarterback than Tony Romo has. And at some point, you know, he, you know, it, it's funny because wasn't Dak drafted in the fourth round? Well, yeah. Jerry Jones gave up a fourth round pick for another quarterback. I don't know if it's next year, the year after. Trey Lance might not even see the starting field for the Cowboys, but I think that Jerry Jones, just because he used, he doesn't take fourth-round picks lightly. So, you know, just, just I, th- I think it's a situation to keep an eye on it. I think there's also, like, last year or this past offseason, we kind of saw the first domino fall of the change coming in Dallas with their OC, Kellen Moore, right. LA zone right. leaving. I think this next season, if it's another season of, sure, whatever, regular season, doesn't matter. If they underachieve in the playoffs again, I think either McCarthy or Dak is gone. Agreed. Uh, most likely McCarthy, most likely probably, McCarthy. for week yeah. one. But they could make an even more drastic change and ship both off, both of them off somewhere. Because they're the Cowboys. They're America's team. And they 
haven't been that for the last X amount of years. And I think Jerry Jones wants to compete and he wants to succeed. And we'll see. But I just don't see that same level of success with the same roster for the Cowboys that they've brought back for the last four or five years, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it, it will be interesting to see how this plays out. I, I can't say that I fully... I agree more with Max than I, than I do with you, Roy, but, you know, it's not completely out of this world. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I th- personally, I think that McCarthy is more of the issue right now than Dak is. That's just me personally. I, I don't think he's motivating anybody, and I don't think he's... he's smashing watermelons, though. Because that's what it takes to win in the playoffs in the NFL, smashing watermelons. Cool. <laughs> cool. So it, it was a joke. Cool. cool. <laughs> All right. Next division. Yeah, next division. Let's let's run through the gauntlet of AFC teams. Because uh, I think there's legitimately... I don't have the numbers from the top of my head. But there's really only maybe like four or five teams that you probably can't make an argument for to like at least make the playoffs. So I guess give me some of your favorites and maybe a team that will underachieve. So in favorites mind. in the AFC... And a team that will underachieve? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, 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 that is a very interesting question. I honestly think, and as much as it hates me to say it, I think that the Broncos will be a strong wild card contender this year. I don't know whether they win a playoff game this year. I don't know. But I think that they do make a wild card spot. So I don't know if you really consider that like an exciting team. But I think they're going to be mean, a very solid team. If you team. compare them to how they did last that, year, that's I think why, it's a pretty hot take. That, like. that, that, that's why I feel like it's exciting in the sense that I don't know that they're going to be dangerous down the stretch. But I do think they make a solid wild card presence this year. Well, well let me ask you this. From the top of your head, do you have seven teams that you have making the playoffs right now? I think I could kind of navigate my way through that list. I don't know that I could rattle them off one after one, but is is that what we want to do for the next segment? Should we give seven AFC or? What do you guys think? I'm down. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, I could I could try to start us off. So I mean, to just can start, kind of stay consistent with my Super Bowl pick. Um, I'll probably give the Chiefs the number one spot since they always seem find a way to get it. Um, in, in the second seed, I'll, I'll give it to the to the Buffalo Bills once again. Um, in the third seed, I think it's the 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 Bengals. I think that the NFC North is just a slightly going to be going to be a more competitive division overall than the AFC East, which I think could be a hot take to some people. But I think that the Bengals struggle are a team that hasn't readily won as many divisional games as do the Bills. I feel like the Bills the past few years have been very successful against divisional opponents. So I think ultimately Bills at two, Bengals at three. And in the fourth spot, I give it to the Jags. So I think they're going to have a really strong year actually this year. I don't think they're going to be that team that has to beat the Titans week 18 to sneak into the playoffs as a divisional. I think they'll hold their own and they'll be a very deserved divisional you know, home team game come the wild card. But before we move on to Rowie's wild card picks, let me just give the teams that he still hasn't named. Because I think the, the only division where you realistically probably couldn't talk yourself into two two playoff teams is the South, because uh, unless you're a big Titans fan, uh, but I don't know that any of, us, any of us are. The rest of the NFC North is all solid with the Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. Uh, the AFC East, with the exception of honestly maybe just the Pats, uh, the Dolphins and Jets both have super strong rosters. Um there's also the West with the Chargers, Broncos, and Chiefs, and I think the Raiders probably aren't in consideration. And then, which division am I missing? Uh, the South. Yeah, the South, but you already talked about so okay. I them off. Yeah, so just to give you an idea of how stacked the AFC is, there's maybe like three teams I named that you can't talk yourself right, into. Right, right, Anyway. Keep talking so yourself I, into something. No, no that, 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 yeah, that's literally what I'm doing. I'm just talking myself into having these opinions. But uh, I think, I think in terms of the AFC wild card is where it gets really tricky. Um, at the five seed, I'll probably put in the Ravens just because I think that they're just going to be one of these solid teams in the AFC, and I think that's going to be appreciated. At six, I'll have the Jets. And at seven, I'll have the Broncos. So that, that, that's my wild card. For You're me. not picking the Chargers? No, I'm not picking the, the Chargers. I'm not. I think that this is the year that Brandon Staley finally gets fired. And maybe maybe in Herbert's third head coach and fourth offensive coordinator in four years, maybe he maybe maybe something else happens. But not this year. Wow. That's uh, 
coming from the resident charge and saying it's fair because I think you you've had your heart broken probably one too many times yeah. by the by this coach um, and this system. But I'm personally hoping that the new system at least pays off and they at least win one playoff game. But we'll see. Brad, what's your list? Is it the same? It is not. Um, most divergence is probably the wild card, but uh, I think the Chiefs also um, are taking the number one seed as well. Uh, I have the Bills in at the third seed, though, not the second seed. I actually have uh, the Jags in at the second seed. I think that they You have... just came up with that. <laughs> but we're all coming out with this now. You think we planned ahead for this shit? Come on. All right, Brad. Keep going. I have the Jags coming in at the second seed. Um, I think that they have uh, an easier strength of schedule than some of these other teams in the league. And I think that they're going to be really good. I like Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be a beast on his way back. Um, and I think that they're young, they're hungry, and uh, they, they, they did pretty well against the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Uh, although Patrick Mahomes was on one leg, so there is that. Um, in any case, uh, for the fourth seed, I have the Bengals uh, representing the division. Um, I think that the fifth seed will be the Ravens, followed by the Dolphins, and then I think the Jets sneak in as the seventh seed. Why? So I think the only team where you guys differ actually is the Dolphins. So really, why are you down on? So that it's it's why Dolphins instead of Broncos. Yes. yes. Dolphins instead of Broncos. I mean, it's a different order, but Dolphins is yeah. Right, Let's right, say right. order doesn't. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. yeah. I mean, who who honestly even knows about the order in the wild card? Um, but I don't know. I just I just really don't believe in Tua, and not because I don't believe in him healthy. I think as a healthy quarterback, he's shown he can get the job done with the weapons he has. I just think that after the injury he suffered last year, there's no way that this man comes back and can just sit in the pocket and take hits the way he used to. I think he starts seeing ghosts. And I think he just doesn't play. Play. I think that once you start seeing ghosts in the NFL and become scared of hits, there's really not much you can do. I think the whole, your whole throwing goes uh, out of whack, especially for an anticipation thrower like Tua who can't rely on an arm. It's it's just not going to work out. So I really Tua's health is the reason why I just can't believe in the Dolphins. And to give the Broncos some credit, I think that this is a defense that once again is going to be really good. And I think that this year they're going to embrace being a hard-nosed, run-the-football team. And I think if they're with what running back, with, with, they don't with, have a healthy one. With Javante Williams and a, and, a, and a strong offensive line, I think that there hasn't been a team that Sean Payton's coached that hasn't had a respected running game. And I think that Russell Wilson, another year on the team, doesn't do great but plays better. I think it's enough to get them to seventh seed. Brad, why do you, why do you believe in the Dolphins? Uh, I mean, I'll start with the fact that um, I think your defense is going to be much improved over last year. They got, um, uh, I know that Jalen Ramsey got hurt, uh, but he will supposedly be back for the playoff push. Um, and their new defensive coordinator, I think, is going to make a big, big difference. Vic Fangio, I, I, I think that he will, you know, keep three points off the board from like their scores last year. Basically, I think they'll get an extra three points out of him. And that would have been enough to win them some of those extra games. But at the end of the day, I, I share the same injury concerns that Roy does. And, you know, obviously, uh, if injured, I, I wouldn't pick the Dolphins. But I think you got to maintain the spirit of not picking or p- picking without fear of injury. In, in the sense that, um, you know, I'm not going to make a pick based on who I think is going to get injured. I'm going to make a pick on based on the healthy team who I think is going to win. And I think the Dolphins, if healthy, are going to be a really good team that will actually really challenge um, whoever they're playing in the divisional round for a spot of the conference championship. Yeah, I mean, really interesting points. The reason I kind of wanted to hear about that conversation is, in my mind, while this is all going on, I'm still kind of trying to round out my wild card picks because I think you you could really kind of go a lot of different ways and talk yourself into a lot of different teams. Um, I think that what people forget is until Tua got hurt, the Dolphins had were maybe like not eight and three, nine and three, something like that, and like competing for the top of the AFC with the Chiefs. So I think that the Dolphins went healthy. That offense is just so scary, and I think they have a real shot for run, as pretty much the entire AFC does. But I think I'll go into my seven real quick. I think that the division winners are mostly the same, though I think there's a lot of toss-ups that could happen. I think genuinely the easiest pick for me is the Jags, 
just because I think their division's the easiest, and I don't think they have anyone to fight with, really. I think that the Chiefs probably win the division again because they always seem to, and Mahomes is just so good. I don't think they win the Super Bowl, but I think they win the division. I'm a little down on the Bills this year, so I could see a world where another team comes and takes a division. I think I talked to a Bills fan recently. Shout out my barber, Chris, who uh, gave me this fresh fade uh this past week but i think that the t the fans seem to be tired of mcdermott they kind of are getting fatigued from not achieving their potential i think josh allen the reports have been that he hasn't been looking too good there's a little bit of discourse with the team so i don't know i think they still have a decently strong season and probably win the division just because i think they're the most consistent team coming from this past year i think the jets take a little while to figure themselves out but I'm not in on them on making a deep run. And I think that the Bengals probably win their division. So I think our division picks are the same, though. I'm not a soul. For the wild card, it's really tough for me. I think that the only team I'm like writing in pen is the Jets, because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. And I think their roster is just so good. You can say what you want about Aaron Rodgers, but I don't think he's fully washed. I think he has enough left in the tank for one, maybe two good years in New York. I don't think it's a fully Brett Favre situation. And for the other spot, or for the other two spots, I think for me it's between the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Ravens for the two out of three. I think it's really hard to actually pick between the two because I think they're all pretty similar. Um, I have negatives for each team. For the Dolphins, I think it's their division. With the Bills and the Jets already in, it's hard for me to pencil them in. For the Ravens, it's the same issues that they've had, which is health and can they actually get enough production out of their passing game? I'm just not so sure. Odell's off a torn ACL. Their main receiving threat, not named Mark Andrews, is going to be a rookie out of BC, Zay Flowers, who's like really good, but who knows? And for the Chargers, it's genuinely can they overcome their coaching limitations? Because I think Roy can probably agree that their roster is still pretty damn good. And they added guys. They added Quentin Johnston out of TCU. And as long as their defense stays healthy, they got a bunch of good guys. So I think for me, between the three of them, I'm probably going Chargers and Dolphins, even though I'm not confident in those picks. I think the Chargers, I'm con- or I'm hopeful that their new OC can elevate the passing game and make them legitimately good and that they figure out Brandon Staley's defense. I'm hoping that Tua stays healthy. And with Tyreek and Waddle, like, you're going to put up points. So that's my reason. And, and just to, you know, add more there, you guys talked about how it's a major loss for the Cowboys to have lost Kellen Moore, right? And so the Chargers are gaining that. Like, what the Cowboys lost, the Chargers are gaining. So I, I do think that the, the, the Chargers offense is going to be as good as it always has been, if not better. Um, my only concern there is the defense. Yeah. Do you think they could figure out Brandon Stays? Do you, how's the how's the B reports coming out of camp? I mean, look, the B reports coming out of camp are all right. That li- that guys who last year didn't really know their role are slowly coming into it. But once again, like th- this is this is a team that had no business, you know, exiting the NFL season in the fashion they did last year yeah. or really the year before. So. I think for, for, for me, it's more just a culture thing. It's more of an ownership thing, and, and that just the the stench of losing permeating down through the entire franchise more than it is some schmo called Kellen Moore, you know? So I, I, I don't think that a couple extra deep routes are what we were missing. Maybe in, in some games, sure, you could make that claim, but I, th- I think it transcends that, and I think it's an oversimplification of the Chargers' woes. So I... I Unfortunately, I think we have some exciting games that people like to watch and that make their way on Instagram Reels, but I, I don't think beyond that we're, we're a serious contender, unfortunately. Your average Chargers fan, ladies and gentlemen. Just briefly, I what do you, do you guys think any of the other teams, I think we, between us, we covered nine teams could have a potential to make the playoffs with the only differences being the Chargers, Broncos, and Dolphins among us. Of the rest of the teams, do you guys think any of them have the potential to make noise, or is there kind of a tear jump after after the teams that we mentioned? 
I personally think there is a tier jump, but I still think there's a tier jump between, you know, the teams we mentioned that are really serious, teams that can make noise, and then teams that, in my opinion, just don't really stand a chance and are waiting for Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. So I think that in terms of the teams that probably I'm not comfortable putting them in terms of, you know, among the true wildcard contenders that are the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Jets, etc. And those teams, I believe, are largely in the NFC North, in the yep. Steelers and the, the Browns. I think both of those teams could AFC be good. Uh, the, the AFC North, sorry. Uh, in terms of the Steelers and the Browns, I think both those teams... I mean, the Steelers, there's no reason to believe that this is the first year in Mike Tomlin's career that they go below 500, just because Kenny Pickett in preseason looked pretty good. Um, I don't think he'll be a great quarterback, but I think he'll improve. And I think the defense is pretty much where it was at last year. So hopefully if Najee can maybe give him a little bit more, maybe their offensive line blocking game in the run block game does a bit more, I think it's a team that could probably make noise. And I think the Browns are, in principle, ready to, to make a wild card push if Deshaun Watson even shows 85% of what he was three years ago in Houston. I think he's bad, bro. I, th- I think they... I think they're really going to regret that contract. I, I think so, too. I, th- I think I, he's just a bad quarterback. No. I, I, I think so, too, but Do I still... Do you think it's a time off? Or, or what, what, what yeah, time was? off, mental issues. Like It's just hard to get back to confidence. Like The world hates him now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how his teammates feel about him, but the general fan hates him. And Absolutely. That, that's not easy to deal with on a football field. Yeah, it seems like based off his name, he should be a guy that the Browns fans rally behind way more than they actually do. Like, I feel like you really forget about Deshaun Watson unless you remember all of the massage scandal. Like, it's not really a guy that their fan base, I feel like, rallies behind. I feel like Nick Chubb and maybe a couple other guys on the roster are, like, the true Browns that they get behind. Regardless, I still have to give the man his credit because it wasn't too long ago that he was putting up elite numbers. I think the pure physical ability is there, and it's not like he had some devastating injury that tells me otherwise. I agree that it's a mental block, but I still still have to put him in the category of making noise because in theory I think his body will allow him to like get similar numbers even though I do agree that I think mentally it might be it might be clips for Deshaun Watson and then pretty much the rest of the teams that largely come from the AFC South the Colts um, the Titans the Texans I just think that these teams can probably show excitement well I was talking about the AFC South but yeah the Pat the Pats too probably I'd put outside of the making noise conversation just because their division is also way too competitive and I think that the Raiders honestly kind of straddle that I, agree. I, I think that the yeah. Raiders are probably a bit above the rest of the AFC South and the Pats probably slightly below in my opinion teams like the Steelers who have actually demonstrated consistency but I think that honestly I feel like some people are are a little bit down on the Raiders too much at the end of the day Jimmy Garoppolo is shown to be a decent uh, quarterback option and although they're they're no they're no big uh, you know that many big names outside Devontae Adams on the offense or defense. Max Crosby is a phenomenal player actually, but and I, Josh Jacobs. I, I feel yeah, Josh Jacobs, sorry as well. I don't know, I feel like objectively it's it's a somewhat talented roster, so I could definitely see them being in that in the hunt category whenever they put up the little uh, little cartoon <laughs> at the end of the season. I could definitely see their little raider slot in the in the hunt section towards week 17, 18, so don't count them out, but definitely below like teams like the Steelers, who I just have to give credit for, mainly because of coaching. Rowie, as, as stupid as I normally think you are, actually, I think that analysis is pretty spot on. I think that the tiers you kind of illustrated, I think that the only thing I might potentially disagree on is I might put the Pats with the Raiders just because of their coaching and kind of some interesting offensive moves that they made, but I agree that the next tier... Of teams that kind of might make noise but still probably don't have quite as good rosters are the rest of the teams that come from the AFC North. So I think that's pretty spot on. We're running a bit out of time, but for our last little kind of segment, I just want to go around and put on record our official MVP picks as long as a as well as a dark horse MVP. For all you betting fans out there, I know we have a big uh, gambling man population of people listening. Who might some of the dark horses be? For, uh, for the MVP. So I'm going to go first because I don't know that the other guys knew we were doing this. Um, for MVP, I think it is a toss. It's obviously QB, and I think it's QB of the team that's going to overachieve relative to last year the most. I think that the two people I'd probably put in that category are Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers. 
uh, both kind of that weird wild card mix of the AFC for teams you might see making it. I'm going to go with Lamar because I think that relative to what they were last year, I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers kind of tailor made this team for him. So I think it's a bit of voter fatigue kind of with his antics. But I think Lamar, if he carries the Ravens like he had, like he did in what, 2019, 2018. I think he's going to put up great stats in that offense. And for my dark horse, I kind of touched on it earlier. I don't think that the these two players will win, but I'm between Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins as teams who might overachieve in the NFC who people might vote for, probably leaning more towards Kirk Cousins. But those are my picks. That's fair. Brad? Yeah, uh, I think that I have Jalen Hurts as, uh, as my MVP. I think that he you know missed out last year. There were some injury concerns and uh, in the like third quarter of the season uh, that, that that kind of got in the way of what was a stellar MVP campaign, uh, and I think that you know as Roy said, I, I think that they're going to be really good. I, I, I did put on record that I don't have the Eagles in the NFC Championship, so that could um, cause some recency bias and some issues there. But I think he'll have one of the best regular seasons for a QB this season, especially just because he doesn't have to deal with playing an AFC team so often. Um, and my dark horse MVP is Brock Purdy. Uh, if he <laughs> that, that is a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is. It, a, yeah. He has the weapons. He has the he has the resources. And if he plays well, and the Niners are winning, I think it's sort of difficult sometimes for people to separate the QB from the team. And if the Niners are rolling and he's leading the charge, whether or not he's really the reason that they're rolling, I think he might get some MVP love. All right. I mean, fair enough. Uh, I I can't say that I really that 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 might be a too too dark for me. I might need night vision goggles to be able to see the logic on uh, on that dark horse candidate. But I will agree with your primary candidate. I do believe that Jalen Hurts will win the MVP this year. I think that he's already kind of become a, a media favorite, which I think is really important when you consider because at the end of the day, it's media voting. I think that Jalen Hurts is a very marketable quarterback for the NFL. So I think that when he plays well, the media likes to write good stories about him relative to maybe some other quarterbacks in the league who have been more iffy with the media. Uh, and in terms of my dark horse candidate, and this is where I feel like I've kind of tempered my Chargers bias throughout this podcast, I'm going to give my dark horse candidate to Justin Herbert just in the chance that it was the offensive coordinator that was the woes on that offense. That's probably a bit more of a realistic dark yeah. horse than either of ours. But, but I do understand there's some bias there. So, yeah, wishful thinking, Justin Herbert, MVP. You heard it here first. All right, boys. That, that wraps up our first edition of the 2023-2024 season of the pod. Hopefully we will be coming to you every single week. Stay tuned. Big things coming. Any any closing messages to the fans? Uh no, not really. Uh Jared, have have a good one. Thanks for listening, but uh but nothing other than that. Take care, Jared. <laughs> <laughs>